Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, so let's get into that big transfer then of the past 48 hours. It's still going to dominate the headlines. And a few minutes ago, just before actually 7 o'clock, I managed to catch up with Gold dot Goldfront, a football correspondent, Elsis Kowaja, just to find out how is the reaction in France right now with Messi arriving this afternoon. Uh, well, actually, uh, if you're talking about fans, they're just absolutely crazy. Uh, we've been witnessing uh, a real, uh, a, re- a really big number of uh, fans g- that gathered uh, uh, at uh, the Bourget Airport where uh, Lionel Messi uh, landed a few hours ago, and the whole atmosphere was completely crazy. People, uh, <laughs> people throwing smokes, people. Dancing, people uh, crying, people shouting, "Messi, Messi, Messi!" So, from just like this, uh, from just this first view, you can actually guess that uh, the arrival of Messi uh, at Paris Saint-Germain and the Ligue 1 uh, is really a game changer, and also have been really deeply expected by by many, many, many fans. And in your times of covering French football over the years, I know there have been some high-profile transfers, but have you seen anything like this, especially with also the reaction and the media attention? Uh, well, uh, there have been something a bit similar with Neymar, but but this is, this is like, here we're, we're talking about Lionel Messi, we're talking about the guy that won six times the Ballon d'Or, we're talking about a real big phenomenon, uh, of course, uh, PSG used uh, the Ligue 1 and the French football followers uh, to, 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 to hire, to recruit uh, really big players. Uh, we remember, for instance, uh, when, uh, uh, when the new era of PSG started, when, when Zlatan Ibrahimovic came, and then later when uh, Neymar came, actually there was something really new, something that the Ligue 1 wasn't really used to. So it was already kind of a big thing to 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 bring these players but here like what is happening now with with Messi is completely crazy this have never been seen in in the liga uh, and uh, and and probably never been seen elsewhere and what kind of statement then is psg making with this signing psg have already been trying to sign messi like every every summer from when when you think of the three, four, five uh, past years, every 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 summer, actually, the, the speculations uh, have been going around Messi. Will he continue at Barcelona? Will he go elsewhere? Uh, we already knew that only like two or three clubs in Europe could actually uh, have PSG in their teams. Talking Manchester City, maybe PSG, uh, also PSG. I mean, but. Uh, this is, um, I mean, I don't know about the message, but uh, the message, I, we, can, we, can, we can speak, we, we, we can talk. And, and, I mean, uh, PSG is, today is a brand and uh, more than a football club. It is, of course, a football club, one of uh, the, probably the biggest one today uh, in, uh, in, in, in France and one of the biggest clubs in Europe. So biggest clubs need... need really the biggest players and this is one first message that PSG sends to, to its fans and to, to, to football as a whole in Europe in the world. The other thing is, well, 
PSG is a brand and Messi is a brand. So I do believe that we're talking here about, of course, he's a diamond. He's, a, he's, a, he's probably one of the two best players in the world. But he's in this, uh, he's 33. So, so Messi, even if he's 33, he's still a big player and he's still a real big brand. So we're talking benefits. We're talking, we're talking common benefits here. So we're talking about shining two brands, shining club, a shining player playing collaborating together for 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 the for the thrill so i believe that would be one of the, the messages of PSG. yes and is it, is it also seen as the missing piece in that puzzle of winning the champions league maybe well uh of course i mean uh, uh the, the PSG project from the beginning has been to 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 reach the high standards of the european football so of course, Champions League is uh, was already a goal. Hopefully, with Messi, PSG will be able to achieve that goal. But I mean, uh, it's not only about Messi. Of course, uh, Messi will bring some. But if you think of it, Barcelona have been have had Messi the last four or five years, but with no European trophy. So uh, I do believe that. Yeah, of course, PSG is aiming for 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 the Champions League, and Messi will be a really good uh, help for that. Uh, uh, but it's as I said, it's it's not only about football. It's about uh, it's about shining. It's about brand. It's about it's about uh, like serving the biggest, the most beautiful players on earth uh, to to fans and to football and to to whole community. And talking about those players, there will be some familiar players that he knows at PSG, the likes of Di Maria, I mean Neymar you've mentioned, and even the coaches from Argentina, Pochettino. Does that also help him maybe to settle? Uh, I do believe that it helps, uh, and it helps actually. Uh, we're not talking about uh, the, uh, the, the actual players, the, 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 the current players. I mean, mm. we're talking also, I mean, Messi is a really good friend with Lavezzi, and we know all that, like, all the friends and all the players, uh, of course, for Argentina as well, talk together. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Messi is coming to a familiar place since he's going to see familiar faces. And uh, also the coaches are Argentinian, as you said, and they know each other. So, yeah, uh, definitely I do believe that uh, <laughs> the Argentinian diaspora in, uh, and the, the, the current one and the past one that went through PSG actually helped Messi decide himself to, to 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 come to PSG. Finally, what what do you think this will do for French football as a whole? Because some people have, have have said French football is a farmer's league. Even Mbappe was tweeting that it's not a farmer's league. Do you think <laughs> it, it, it will give more respect to French football also? Uh, I don't know. Like the concept of farmer's league, actually, I, will, I do believe it's born also with PSG because. PSG uh, put the shed light on the fact that it is probably the only club that have this weight in in the the, the, the international football. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see like that Liga is can be can be attractive and uh, and yeah, you have to say that even though PSG is the biggest club in Liga since the whole. Uh, this new pro- uh, this new project the project started like uh, almost ten years ago, but uh, with with the PSG in this dimension, it, 
of course, it shed light on Liga, it shed light on players, and PSG is also recruiting players that actually are born and played in in Liga clubs. I mean, when you think of a player like uh, uh, Kylian Mbappé, who was actually uh, made his uh, classes in in Monaco and uh, and also in Liga. So yeah, uh, Liga have have actually really good players, and PSG helps uh, shedding light on these players and this championship. So. With Messi coming to Liga and PSG, but I do believe and I do hope like these only brings good news to 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 the French Championship. And that is football correspondent then Elis Kouja of Goal France speaking to us about their reaction in Paris after the arrival of Lionel Messi and what he expects this move to do for French football. Let's go over to Spain now and find out how they are reacting to the to Messi's departure and we are joined on the line by freelance football journalist at footballespania.net that is Jamie Campbell. Jamie, good evening from us in South Africa. Thank you for speaking to us tonight. Evening, no problem at all. Thank you, Jamie. The departure of Messi appears to have shocked uh, the Barcelona and Spanish football community. Was it not expected? Oh, no, not at all. Um, obviously, Messi left at the end of his contract at the start of July officially, but it always looked like Barcelona were going to find a way. Um, they couldn't register him because of the being over the salary cap in La Liga, but we had heard that they uh, agreed a contract for around, around three weeks ago. And from there, it just, it just felt like Barcelona were going to find a way, whether it's through selling players or otherwise. Um, but yeah, it, just, it, all, it all went to pieces in, in the last sort of, well, 48 hours, well, just over that three or four days. Um, and it was a real shock when it, when it emerged on Thursday night that Messi couldn't stay and, and that he'd be, he would be moving on and not return to Barcelona. So how did things end up like this then? How does the salary cap work, Jamie? Okay, so... Each team gets a gets a salary cap number from La Liga. This changes every year based on how much money each club brings in. Um, so you can only you can only spend a proportion of your income, and this is done to protect clubs from overspending. Um, the way Barcelona that Barcelona have overspent already, um, and they were just under their salary cap, but because the salary cap was reduced this year because of coronavirus and, and the reduced incomes, um, they were suddenly well over their salary cap. And while you're over their cap, you're not allowed to bring any players in or register any players. So it's not like financial play play where you can you can do it and then get punished. In La Liga, you simply cannot register the players. Um, and so while Barcelona were over that salary cap, they weren't able to register either Messi or their four new signings. So where does this leave Barcelona ahead of their opening game against Sociedad? Okay, so they've got four four new signings that still technically haven't been registered. They need to be registered by Friday to, in order to play against Real Sociedad. But um, Sergio Aguero is injured for ten weeks, so he doesn't need to be registered quite yet. Um, but yeah, like, like obviously it's a, it's a big loss to lose Lionel Messi in the run up to this game, especially when there was the feeling that he might he might be signed in time. Um, but with the injury of Aguero as well, leaves him a little bit short up front. They have Memphis Depay who will who will come in and, and start as long as he's registered on time on Sunday, um, and they have Martin Braithwaite from the Dem- the Danish winger slash striker as well. Um, but yeah, a little bit short it leaves them. But as you as you probably know, they still have a strong squad through sort of Griezmann, Busquets, uh, young Pedri, and they, they they do still have a very talented squad, even if it's uh, a little bit short because of the short notice that Messi's has given. Oh, Messi's 
been forced to give. Well, t- talking about this strong s- squad that they have, I mean, um, Messi did say at this press conference that he expects the club to go on, but do you expect Barcelona to continue or do you expect it to be a rocky period for them now after the departure of Lionel Messi? Yes, sure. I, I do think that it'll still be a rocky period for them. Um, fortunately, they do already have, have a strong squad, which they can, which Co- uh, Ronald Coleman can certainly work with. Um, I'd still expect them to be up there this season, even if they're not quite, um, not quite going to win the league. Um, but I still expect them to be in the top two or three. Um, but as as the president Juan Laporta has said, you know, even without Messi, the ninety five percent salary mass that's ninety five percent of what they bring in mm. they spend on wages. So. Um, they're still going to have to lose a number of players over the long over the long term, even if they can't get rid of them this year. Um, so that might put sort of the future of Griezmann or other players in doubt, and certainly other players who will leave the club by the end of this month. Um, but yeah, they still have a strong squads. So they should see it through, but it'll, it might be some time before they can go and spend a lot of money on new signings. Talking about Griezmann, Jamie, some people have said that if he stays, um, this gives Griezmann a chance to shine without Lionel Messi now. Um, would you agree with that? Because I would also think that this player has also joined Barcelona to play with Messi. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he'd be disappointed with with Messi leaving, but as you as you say there, I think he will have the chance to shine and become the superstar of this team, especially given the fact that Barcelona are not going to be able to replace Messi with a big signing. Um, obviously, Griezmann in, in himself, in his own right, was a big signing, um, but anyone who goes to Barcelona will have been overshadowed through Messi, given given his talent. So I think, I think yeah, I think do think that it'd be a, a chance for Griezmann to, to to stamp his mark on this Barcelona team and, and become the superstar of this team. Um, and I think Ronald Koeman wants him to slot in and play that Messi role as well. And I think... You know, as long as he as he produces what we'd expect him to, you might see a similar thing to to how Karim Benzema stepped up to the mark when Cristiano Ronaldo left Real Madrid. He really saw Benzema was, was great throughout his time with Ronaldo, but when Ronaldo went, you know, Benzema's best goal scoring season of his career last season, um, and so you might see a sort of similar effect there with Griezmann stepping up to that role and taking on the mantle of of, of the Barcelona standout player. And- does it also not put a bit of pressure on the youngsters then at the club now that they must take over from a Messi? I mean, you've mentioned Pedro, you've seen his talent, but there'll be a lot of expectations and eyes on him, even uh, uh, Gavi also, the other youngster. Yeah, I think so. I think there is pressure, but I think the biggest pressure is the, is, is the financial issue because whereas Barcelona might go and strengthen and replace these players, they're not, not able to. And I think that puts pressure on the young players to stand up and come through, come through the ranks over the next two or three years. You mentioned Pedri, and I think he's probably already well on his way to being a superstar. But Barcelona looking to keep sort of Elish Moriba, the youngster there, and there's a couple of defenders, whether it's Oscar Mingueza or or Ronald Araujo, um, Serginho Dest is there as well. I think there are there are plenty of young players, but I think, like you said, I'm not sure it's, it's so much Messi leaving that puts the pressure on, but I think the financial issues. That means Barcelona can't go and strengthen significantly over the next two or three years. That that's what will put pressure on the youngsters to come through. And the big question then, Jamie, and I know you tweeted about this earlier on. Who is responsible then for Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona? Ultimately, the club. Um, this this was this was a contract that Barcelona agreed around three weeks ago. Um, yes, La Liga said they couldn't do it, but La Liga went and, and agreed. Uh, 
a £2.7 billion investment deal with CVC. That would have given Barcelona around €40 million Euros to spend specifically on transfers and €270 million Euros altogether. Um, if Barcelona had just taken that offer, um, they should have had enough to, to register Messi, if not by this weekend, then by the end of the month. Um, but they decided to reject that. Um, and that is very much down to the Super League plans. It's very much down to Florentino Perez having a word. Uh, and for me, that, that that's shame on Juan Laporta, shame on the Barcelona board for, for siding almost with the Real Madrid president over their superstar forward who's been there for 21 years. And if they could have kept, they could have keep, they could have kept hold of him, then they certainly should have taken that opportunity, no matter what it meant um, down the line. And you know, I think his reasoning was that they would have given up 10% of their revenue for TV rights, but they were happy to join the Super League, which also gave around that figure as well. Um, so there, there really is no excuse. Yeah. And where does this leave La Liga? A couple of years ago, they lost uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, they've lost Neymar, some of the biggest stars in the game. Without Messi now, where does it leave the league? Uh, in the short term, it leaves me in a little bit of a difficult place. I think it's still an attractive league. It's still plenty of superstar players, whether, like you mentioned, Griezmann, um, and you know, plenty of other players, whether it's Luis Suarez, Carlos B. I know some of these players are ageing. Um, but in the short term, yeah, it does. It does. La Liga does lose revenue from the likes of Lionel Messi going, Ronaldo going, like you mentioned. But in the long term, I think these clubs will stabilise. And you know, you already see Real Madrid sort of saving up for the for a shot at Kylian Mbappe. I think Real Madrid would be the club that he would join if he if he had a free choice and he's out of contract next season. So listen, this is a transition period for La Liga, no doubt. Premier League are obviously spending big amounts of money to to try and pull away from the other leagues. Um, but these things happen in cycle. Um, it was La Liga that dominated these superstar players. It's not at the moment, but it doesn't mean that it won't be in the future. And just finally, at that emotional press conference that we watched uh, here in South Africa on Sunday afternoon, Messi did say that eventually he will return to Barcelona because that's also home for him. Um, do you see him returning to take up a role in any capacity? And how is re- his relationship with the club authorities now that he's left? Yeah, you know, I think the the... The relationship with the club was much better this year than it was last year due to the change in president, but that might be complicated now. Like I said, that they had an agree, a deal agreed around three weeks ago. Um, he agreed to take 50% less salary. Um, and when they asked Messi's father today at the airport when he's on his way to Paris whose fault this was, um, Jorge Messi said, ask the club. And I think that says a lot about how the Messi family feel let down by Barcelona because they know this was possible. Um, and if, if it hadn't been for the Super League and all that sort of nonsense, this could have been done. So I think Messi feels let down um, by Juan Laporta. Um, but having said that, look, it's going to be a good sort of five years before Messi hangs up his boots, I would say, four or five years, you know, given it's probably be a couple of years at Paris and then maybe a couple of years in America. So it might be a very different Barcelona board by the time Messi looks to return. And, and I'm sure that no matter what, I think he will return in some sort of ambassador role in the future because he loves the club and as you said, it is very much his home. And, and South Africans love Messi too. Let's just play a bit of reaction. Can you ask your guy there if Barcelona didn't sign Griezmann, were they going to be on the good books on the financial fair play? Just ask that question, please. Thanks. Good evening, member of your team and my fellow listeners. Well, the day has finally came now where I would love to see Messi in a different league even though he's going to the farmers league there uh, you know why I'm saying that unlike Cristiano Ronaldo without comparing the two of them who conquered Premier League La Liga and now Serie A 
so yeah i'm not comparing them but it's a it's a good move now change of scenery hopefully it will be good for him as well uh let's see which was have 11 direct from pretoria thank you Okay, thank you, Lise. But there was a question that Jamie earlier on that wanted to know if Barcelona had not signed a Griezmann in 2019 for a hundred and odd million euros, would they have been able then to sign? To would Messi have been able to stay? Um, in theory, yes. I think it's a difficult question to answer. The I wouldn't put it just down to Griezmann. I think when you look at they signed Usman Dembele for 135 million euros in 2017. They signed Coutinho for 130 million euros in 2018. So this is uh, an accumulation of of many signings that have cost too much. Um, and in fairness to Griezmann, he's he's actually kind of the only one of the three who was at least mostly lived up to his transfer fee. Obviously, Usman Dembele had injury problems. Coutinho has been nowhere to be seen. Um, so I think it's unfair to pin this on on Griezmann. I think that Barcelona's overspending as a whole is to blame here. And that the accumulation of all those three signings who cost, what is it, maybe 400 million in total, um, that, that's what's to blame rather than just Griezmann. And just finally, how do you see him settling in in Paris? I mean, there will be a couple of faces that he knows, obviously, there. How do you see him doing at PSG? Yeah, that's a very, it's a very interesting point. I'm not quite, you know, I'm not so sure. This Barcelona's been his home for so long, um, 21 years he's been there. Uh, I'm not sure how good his French is. I think, I'm not sure he speaks any <laughs> French. So that'll be an interesting challenge. Um, but like you say, you know, he knows people there. Um, he's very good friends with Neymar, who I'm sure will help him settle in around the place um, and I think having been let down by Barcelona it was nice to see him with a smile on his face in Paris today excited for a new challenge and you know how good he, you know how good Messi is I think that he, he can settle anyway just, just on his football ability alone mm-hmm. and just finally generally Jamie do people in Spain agree with the financial regulations of, of, of La Liga does, does it make sense to the people out there to the football community what La Liga is trying to achieve with these salary caps um yeah, I would say mostly, yes. I think um, you'll obviously get some fans from Barcelona and Real Madrid who would disagree, who would want this club to spend as much as they would like to spend. But ultimately, this this just must it must be in place to protect the, protect everyone in the league. Um, Barcelona overspent um, over a number of years and won, won four La Liga titles, won a Champions League title, a Super Cup, uh, a Club World Cup. And... and Ultimately, that's unfair for the other teams because they've overspent. Um, so, they, you know, not, I don't say it's cheating, but it's not, it's not a whole way, it's a whole long way off. I mean, it's not fair on the other teams. When the other teams overspend, they get punished as well. Um, so it's only fair that Barcelona get punished for this. And I say punished, they're not getting, there's no points deduction or anything like that. It's just that they can't sign any more players. And yeah, I think that's totally fair to the rest of the league. And, and the rest of the league's um, teams, they, their fans will certainly feel that. And I think fans with a little bit of common sense from even Barcelona and Real Madrid will feel this but obviously you will get some some uh, some supporters from those teams who would like to just see their teams outspend everyone else and, and win titles but that's not football it has to be fair yeah definitely Jamie thank you very much for speaking to us here in South Africa we appreciate the insight there's so much attention on this story as you would expect and uh, and uh, thank you very much for giving us some of your time